Welcome to the self-proclaimed second best podcast of the A7FL. This is the other side of the ball. I am the host of this show, KC Cox, alongside me for the joyride tonight. As always, my two co-hosts, it's Double D, Derek Duncan, Hall of Famer, Minor League Football Hall of Famer, and Division Owner of Nevada, and then Division Manager, Chris Vera. How are you two gentlemen doing tonight? Not as good as Chris or you, but I've been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn, chips, dips, chains, and whips. But anyway. Um, <laughs> and so the reason I said chips and dips, excuse me, is obvious. Excuse me. Obviously, we had our uh, championship game this Sunday, and we need to cover that. And then we have oh, some guys who are who are done with and retiring after this fall season and stepping away and are dipping out. So chips wow. and dips. Okay. Well, well makes, that makes made sense. sense. Yeah, 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 there's a, I, yeah, there's a kind of. there's a whole host of guys who are only gonna play fall because their our spring season overlaps with their eight man uh, arena or eight man outdoor season, so they can't uh, effectively do both. But it was great having around for the fall, and we'll see if they stick with or, or get the itch to come back in midseason or, or what that looks like. So I'm, I'm kind of, I guess I'm really excited to see how that all shapes up. But we got way more important stuff to talk about than than that. Oh, yes. How, how about that? This whole weekend, this whole past weekend as a whole, I think, um, maybe not went off like we all planned but i think it still went off really really great and uh brought some really great recognition to who we are and what we're doing yeah above all it did that and above all that was the ultimate goal we i set out with us and our team to put on a tournament to drive interest for a7fl so i was absolutely 1000% sure I was going to have at least eight teams and full rosters for eight for the fall for Vegas and four teams for the fall. Sorry, I'm sorry, I said fall, I meant spring for the spring for Vegas, four teams for the spring for LA, and see what else came of it. The I, I don't think we did a good enough job. Let me see. I don't think I did a good enough job getting ahead of the, the, the eight ball and getting information out into Southern California to get people interested in an opportunity to win that 10 K the, the teams that showed up were from Vegas exclusively and nobody from Arizona, except for one player who is a, a Vegas uh, legacy guy from the insomniacs, Elijah Goodlow, who was one of our right. stars from the, from the spring. Who already knew the league and reached out to me like, hey, can I play in this? I'm not in Vegas. I'm like, yes, everybody can play in it. We were really hoping to see teams from Florida who who have just legendary speed and a lot of conversation coming from their from their podcast guys and people who come on there. We were expecting teams from Jersey who are set up and established as the best teams in the country to take to come down here and take a shot. Of course, right. we expected at least a few teams from Vegas. And then we hoped teams from Arizona and California would show up at the century located spot that's, you know, an hour and a half 
from everybody in each direction. Right. Absolutely. It all made sense. And with that, assuming there was going to be a whole bunch of teams coming to try to get their hands on 10 K that we were going to have a little fun and outfit one of the teams with a guy we were calling mystery night, mystery night. And that ended up being our guy endeavor who I'll have to have him come on and explain the anime reasonings behind that name but the 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 gist of it is endeavor is the second most powerful superhero in this world that they talk about and for that reason he wore number two and uh endeavor as you guys all know is another word for try and Corey sign off is i'll try so Right. He gave tons and tons of clues as to who he was, why he was there. And we were the, the fun was supposed to be as you know, when he was playing his little 20 minute game, would the guys or any of the fans pick up on his playing style and have things to say about him? So instead, we only ended up with two total teams <laughs> playing for $10,000. And the entire conversation was about who this guy was and where had he been all season for the ott and how freaking good is this dream team like it, it was thank god we had the endeavor uh storyline or there was there wouldn't have been much to talk about for for that game at, i think the final score was 50 to zero 58 to zero i believe yeah, 50, yeah, 58 to zero. yeah there's not a whole lot to talk about when the score is that so thankfully no. we we had a lot of things to vacillate over understanding that Corey behind the OTT line had, even though Corey is a really good quarterback, he had the same fate as every other quarterback who was behind an OTT line. And right. that allowed them to see the, the broadcast and Corey to see, okay, the issue isn't the people who were playing quarterback maybe, but, but maybe it's at the, what they call a, the saloon door painted purple. <laughs> Right, just letting people in, <laughs> which I, I found rather unfair, but very, <laughs> and, and and of course my criticism of Corey on the broadcast uh, was that he was bailing out of the pocket instead of stepping up, which flag quarterbacks and quarterbacks who don't have a good line tend to do because they don't understand that that's the best way to escape. So by retreating and this this. This is a hint for anybody who listens to our podcast that's playing quarterback and is new at this. If you're five yards deep and you have rushers coming from the outside, they will land to you at about seven yards if your blocker is 30% good. If you step up in the pocket, he's got to go that seven yards to get to you and come back another three or four yards to get you from behind pause and (laughs) that buys you another half second to a second and you can actually see running and throwing lanes because you're not your back is not turned and running away from a guy who's in pursuit you're literally making him change direction to come to get you and you have the advantage which is why every quarterback coach in the country will tell you climb the pocket climb the pocket climb the pocket but the guys in our league which I really don't understand, take a snap from five yards deep and then drop back. 
like, five yards. Or however many yeah, yards they, or they do. You're, you're already that. in the position you would have been if you took a snap from under center and dropped back. Like when you're in right. shotgun, you take a snap. You don't then drop back. You're in position to throw the ball. You're in the shotgun position taking a quote-unquote snap when you're in the A7FL all the time. Right. So I, I am hoping that people start to recognize and design and game plan around some of those things and game plan protections around some of those things. But yeah, like in, blocking in, in, inside in, out instead of outside in. Right, right. I mean, and, and Chris, you and I obviously coached a defense and taught guys how to arrive at the quarterback seven yards deep. And how offensive line, we told, look, you don't have to block him. You just got to ride him seven yards deep. Our quarterback knows to step up. Like, don't don't worry about all that. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of uh, nuances that go into it. But that's nothing that you can correct in the middle of a tournament, right? So, right. Absolutely. <laughs> so watching Corey try to struggle with that and deal with the, the lack of line play that was, the, was available to him with his style. If he was stepping up, he might have had a better idea, and those guys might have looked good on TV, I guess is what I'm getting at. So a little bit uh, – they could have been better. He could have been better. But ultimately, they put on a great show, and it was fun. And uh, waiting in our waiting room is Mr. Daniel Packer. So I'm going to let him in and, and, and get him coming. All right. So while he loads up, uh, we will finish off that part of the conversation. So uh, the, the guys from the Dream Team uh, – basically walked away with an easy ten thousand uh, dollars eventually so right. <laughs> once, once the clock hit triple zero right right so so uh, i just want to bring you guys into some behind the scenes actually you know what? i'm not gonna get into that so uh dream team they thankfully wanted to scrimmage ott on saturday we would have had nothing to put on air it was right. fun we did two 10 minute quarters if you will that ended up being 10 minute halves and had a lot of fun kind of seeing it talking about it watching you know ott not go into their bag of tricks and just you know basically doing backyard football and saying hey you go here you go here you go here not really set plays and then they brought out their set plays for for the actual game uh ot uh, sorry the dream team actually went in there and went into their bag of tricks during practice and scrimmage and I and as a result, I thought OTT really was going to give them a run for their money once they actually broke out their real playbook. But ultimately, not having played together for except two practices, three practices, and then trying to pull this thing off against a team of guys who's been playing nationally in tournaments, at least most of them together for the last at least three years, that's always going to be tough to beat. I don't care who you are. I mean, quite frankly, if, if you brought out a team of college all-stars from different teams and just dropped them on the field and say, okay, play these guys, I think the Dream Team would have won. That, that's, right. how or- yeah. that's how organizing together they were. Well, I was going to say, yeah, they looked very organized, very together. You could tell they had been together for a while, that this wasn't just a team that went, hey, there's 10 grand on the line. Let's throw together a bunch of buddies and go try to win this thing. Like, no, these are guys that are organized and knew what they were doing. So, well, their, co- their core was. They, they, did yeah, their core grab was. Up, they did grab half of guys from another team and put them in the skill position. So, Kryptonite. And- Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Packer. <laughs> right. 
But it wasn't just kryptonite. I will say one thing. It wasn't just It was no lacking. It was kryptonite. It was the turtles. I mean, there, there was a few teams that were represented on the dream team. So, but it was fun to see. Go ahead, Greg. Yeah. Sorry. Well, what I was going to say is, you know, when I, when you looked at it <clears throat> from my standpoint with me being on the sidelines, it was also interesting because of how many people, you know, um, with, with Corey, it's the voice, right? Very yes. hard to hide the voice. Very easy to hide the face. Very hard to hide the voice. Yes. And it was funny how many people were walking by and, and say something to him and, and figure out who he was right away because of the voice. So it tells you how many people watch the play-by-play and how many people watch our games. Or, um, or, listen, or listen to the podcast. Yep, or listen to the podcast. And the, the one thing that – well, a couple things, too, that I found interesting. First off, I told him, you better take care of that number because you know that was my number the whole time I played. So seeing him in that number two kind of had flashbacks. And of course, of course, Corey's like, Chris, you can play offensive line, can't you? And I'm like, dude, my wife's over there. Ain't going to (laughs) happen. Thanks for the thought, but it's not going to (laughs) happen. And then he said that next to, next to my wife and Tammy's like, um, you don't have insurance right now. That would be a very bad idea. I'm like, there you go. Can't play. Sorry. It would have been so much fun to have me and you on O line for OTT and see oh, what the difference would have been. Yes, I would, and I would have done it in a heartbeat. But God. yeah, them dudes happy life. Happy life. I, I don't want. I don't want to be ripping off nipples of guys that are part of my league, though. As the uh, flag team says, I'm a little sick with it. Yep. But, but, yeah. but but Packer, welcome to the podcast. Yes. You have a un- everything, bro. Everything. Yeah. You have a unique perspective of having played in both versions of the game we put on. Look, I, I don't want to say I played in the first game. <laughs> let's not talk about your participation in the first game on sunday let's talk about let's talk about your participation on saturday I, Man, what, what did you think of the fun. what do you think of the format obviously we oh. only got to go the first half whatever whatever but if we had a tournament like that with you know 30 games being played on sunday and the, saturday and then 15 games being played on sunday do you think that works like that uh like that yeah Okay. Like that was cool. But it felt it, good it for just would have been yeah, it would have been better with more teams, but the format was straight. Well, we're gonna have to bump up that prize money to get these guys to to tell themselves that they can't afford to not be there. Ten K? That was straight. I, I thought so. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. Uh, I look, thought there was gonna be enough hey, people hey, show no, up for no that. Fun. No problem, but I thought real. that was over the top. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, I'm right. I would have rather after we seen it was only them teams switch that to the uh, championship game. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you, yeah. man. But, but as, as you missed me explain beforehand, the reason for the battle was to make sure that we had enough enough interested parties to fill the rosters of LA and Vegas, and then see what we did with the other guys to to spread them around to some of the no, other. I already divisions. knew. I already knew what it was. Yeah, hey, and. So, can I- can I drop something here real quick? Yes. Yeah, I thought this was very yeah. interesting. <clears throat> so my niece hit me up on the way back to Vegas. And she said, oh, I saw you on TV. I said, what do you mean you saw me on TV? She goes, they're <laughs> playing that game on at EOS Fitness. I said, what? 
She said, yeah, yes. they had the game live, streaming it, EO Fitness. And then That's another funny. one of my boys that works out at Las Vegas Athletic Club said the same thing, that they had the games, the game on after the, um, after the Pro Bowl. Yeah. So I had no idea that they were going to carry it in these areas. So they're talking about A7FL throughout the Las Vegas Valley. Yeah. Yes, that's sir, the, they are. That's huge. So, uh, I'll be uh, honest, it was a lot more people watched than I thought it was. So, I, I just on a whim noticed how many views there were of the, the YouTube channel, which wasn't the primary place that people in Vegas watched it. And that game, by, by the time I went back and looked at it that night on, when I got home, had more views than any of the non-championship playoff games back east. Man, look. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, if that's you crazy. missed that game, you missed the movie. Yes, you did. Yeah, for real. I mean, you, 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 for real. Pac, mm-hmm. Pac, you absolutely nailed it. The storylines, <laughs> the storylines, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the unsure of how things are going to go down, the pit bosses being down two scores at one time, and, and eventually getting ahead towards the end, Kryptonite having a chance to win it, uh, getting the ball back and have a chance to win at the end. Like, everything you ever want in a football game happened yes i did i mean wait 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 we're we're also not talking about the returns i mean no we're not oh right the throw-offs were incredible for a half hour yeah they were were back and forth forth. like that that was crazy there were up any other way there were stars made on sunday Daniel right. Packer included. Oh, yes, there were. Yes, there <laughs> were. Yes. My boy, my boy showed up. He came out and he he did something that I got to give him he credit was. for, which is he has played offense wide receiver a handful of times, and I think every time he's played wide receiver, you caught a touchdown. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, not a touchdown, but it's been positive yards on every catch I've had. Well, I saw two catches. I saw, I remember a catch in a regular season game for a touchdown. Yeah, and I saw in the play in this in uh, Sunday's game, you caught basically the go ahead touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Did you did you not catch the winning touchdown? I was just thinking about that. Yes. It wasn't the winning touchdown. No, not the winning touchdown. Go ahead. But I'm just pointing out if I don't score that, bro, it's harder for us to come back and win that game. Well, that was a fourth. That was a fourth down touchdown, right? Like fourth and one, yep. nine or yes. twelve, something like that. Yes, and and yes, it was a- absolutely after a twenty-minute yeah. uh, referee swinging. and coaches conversation. <laughs> 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 like, okay, guys, it's fourth down. Can we move this thing wrong? And then, like, nothing. Trey just hit you in the back. I'm like, wow. I, was, not, I, did, yeah, not expect, I did not expect that. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Look, my right hand to God, bro. I was on the sideline telling Coach Trey, or Coach and Trey, I'm like, bro, put me in and just throw me the ball. I'm gonna catch it. Period. Because they wasn't putting me in on offense for real. This man ain't lying either. This man ain't well, lying. Either. I was walking that sideline and I kept hearing him going, Bartley, just put me in and throw me the damn ball. Come on. Look, <laughs> when I saw you go in on offense, I was like, what are they about to do right here? Right? <laughs> you packed the ball. Right. I, 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 I had no clue. I had no clue. I thought you were coming in to blow somebody up on a, on a, the most illegal pick I had ever seen. But, See, but I'm that, keep did, it real, but that did not happen. The play before People. then, I was, I was trying to do that because they okay. kept getting in on that edge. <laughs> yep. But Barley never put me in. 
Right. So it never happened. But then we got to that fourth and nine. We just spread it out. He Friday right. night lights fit. He said, you want to yep. win? Put booby in. Right. Yep. So right. I, 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 I want keep to. It real. And it wasn't even on no selfish like type of moment. Nothing. Like, I just, I know I was going to catch that ball. Well, and it was One, kind of an element of surprise. They weren't going to expect it either. That and like think about it, they see me coming to the game. I didn't get the ball against them at all last time, so they don't expect them to throw to me the ball for nothing. Exactly. And then I got Tuggy on me. I'm winning that every day. <laughs> I don't care what nobody says. Like, Tuggy's a baller, bro. But he he I'm, is. I'm gonna get that every day. And so for 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 Tuggy to beat you on defense, he's gonna have to play inside shade and, and get in front of the ball. Oh, no, Tuggy's gonna have to molest me the whole time. That's what he's gonna pause. No, nah, he's really gonna have to. Period. Point blank, bro. Yeah, but you, I'm not gonna let that happen. Like I've, I've been playing with Tuggy too long to let that happen. I can't. Yeah, so, so let dudes, it to death, though. So dudes that have me beat, I know I have to play inside shade and, and use the sideline as my help, and then out jump them for the ball and don't let them beat me over the top. And it, it's. For guys who don't have the same skill set as other people, you got to play it smart, and that's how I that's how I defend somebody when I have to. Yeah, but you got to also think about this. Tuggy was out of his element. We was in the he started down like he came down. Excuse me. Yep. And basically, was a slot corner because we was in the okay. middle of the field. Right. So he didn't have no sideline help. Right. All right. It was, I can't even put it on him because there was a couple people that could have got that. Jimmy could have stopped that pass too, but he didn't jump for it. So, well, I mean, it wasn't just so, on him. Well, I mean that that was an absolute juggernaut deciding moment uh, of the game. But I want to talk about the overall game and how absolutely evenly matched those two squads were. Fact, like, there was a sure. there Fact. was a lot was... of shit talking going back and forth about who was gonna do what. And literally, just like the championship game from back east between BIC and the U, it was decided with the last series of the game. And one team won by less than a score. Like, you can't get more evenly matched than that. And I promise you, from my perspective, if you played that game 100 times, you win it 50 times, they win it 50 times. Facts. Right. Uh, You want to look. I'm going to keep it real. No doubt. If you take away the cheetah, on Sunday, they don't even come close. Because think about it, all their touchdowns was on kickoffs. I, I can't say that, though, Most man, because I saw but they, had, I saw, well, I mean, they I, had a couple. Your returner, couple. Your returner was doing the, doing the same thing, man, and I saw no, Listen, but, listen. All right. We had more stops on defense than they offense did or had touchdowns. But you take, you take away the cheetah, you also take away a bunch of his defensive plays, too, so – yeah, he he was. No, an I'm, I'm just t- listen. I'm just yes, talking about. I'm talking about just on the three on one. Right. I'm not talking about what he did on defense. Like, well, I also thing. I also noticed that although it certainly kept them in the game and gave us the energy in the building to make it such a wonderful night with him returning and having so much success, but that success cost him a couple steps on defense here and there that you guys got to use against them. I, don't, so I you, can't even say that. Like, no, I, I saw. I can't even say that. Because... I, I, I saw it with my own two eyes, man. He he wasn't the same on D, about, like in the after, let's say, into the third quarter, start of the fourth. 
like uh, once once the, once once all those returns happened back and forth and everybody was gassed, you notice he didn't go in on a return too. Like he I'm had somebody else do the return. I'm have to go see because I don't I don't recall that. But like I just you know, can, you can only do. Ian gave up a lot of ass or a lot of cheeks. Let me not cuss. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, we'll put it this way: you can't do a hundred yard sprint seven times in an hour and expect to have the same speed all seven times. And no, then you're right. And I was then so mad, man. He defend when I threw it. And then defend the three on one every time you guys did it. So yeah. he was, I mean, dude was active as hell and, and spending a yes, lot of was. energy. And, and it's they hard to hold much, that up. They, they tried to use him like Savion. Right. And it, right and man, you know what? it don't work. <laughs> I'll, say, man, well, I'll say this. For a team, and this being the kryptonite, for a team we didn't know what to expect, right? In the yeah, they were good for the yeah, fall. Absolutely. We didn't know what to they expect really um, at the beginning of the season. And when they came in, man, they balled out. I mean, yes, they, they showed up. They put teams on notice. They took they it to, a, to the next level. And I will do something that I haven't done, and that is give Vince his props. He yeah. said, he said, wait until we get our full team. He told me that when we're standing on the sidelines yep. during one of the games that he that they won, but they didn't won, they didn't win really convincingly. They they won. And he goes, Oh, well, just wait, wait till next week when we got our whole team here. You'll see. And I'll dude, he showed me. He showed me that team is something else. But like I said to um a couple of teams, and I said to OTT when we're playing in the um <clears throat> when we started playing in the tournament, I said it's a, it's about heart. You know, it's about heart. And I can tell you, every player, every player, because I'm standing on Kryptonite's side, every player gave everything they had. I mean, these guys were tired. These guys were showing the fatigue from, I think, the emotions and the plan. And Cheetah, man, that dude, that dude, I couldn't tell you. Standing on the sidelines after his second return, because remember, we have, what, back-to-back returns? for touchdowns yeah, and yeah. standing on the sidelines. I asked him, I said, you good to go in? He goes, man, I gotta be. And that boy <laughs> was not letting up. He was there to ball. He was leaving it all out on the field. And I think every single last player, and I wasn't standing on pit boss's sidelines. So I can't say the same. I saw it in kryptonite. Every player gave everything they had, man. And, and it was, it was, um, I think what you would see in, any championship game i mean they gave everything nobody was giving up nobody was letting down um you just both teams came to play period period yeah and so one of the things i just kind of want to throw in there real quick and i don't know if it's ever going to happen but imagine the kryptonite if they practiced yeah right I mean, kind of their swagger and moxie is the fact that a bunch of them have a bunch of skilled time together and have this camaraderie and can can get down without having that practice. But if they did and they had some some more set plays and some nuances and wrinkles that they were that they were able to install as an offense instead of just going off the hip with what they what they know and what they've done, they could be one of the more dominant teams in the country, not just in Vegas. Well, I, I mean, they've got you, Derek. What's that? I got a kicker for you. We ain't practice either, so it go both ways. 
So the pit bosses didn't practice this fall? Man, I've practiced maybe twice with them the whole season. We've never okay. had a, a full practice. If anything, you got a couple guys running routes. So it goes wow. both ways, bro. Wow. Like, and mind you, you you should know this by now. I was at work all them nights. We had practice. Every time I was on this call, I was at work. Right. All right. I didn't make not what two practices and it was all walkthroughs. So man, well, think but, about well, that. How many drop passes do we have in that game? Not many. Mm-hmm. Not many. Not many. You hear me? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You had you had batted passes, well, more batted passes than you had drop passes. I would say at least four to one. Man, I don't I'm not sure if I remember any drops. I, I don't remember. Right? I'm just sitting here trying to think of anybody. I remember some batted out. ones, but I don't remember anybody just flat out dropping one that they should have. That was a he should have caught that, you know. I don't and I don't remember any of those. I, I, I remember, remember the, I remember a couple. How the hell did he catch that? Yeah, but I don't remember no. I don't remember any drops, and I mean, I remember some not crazy pitches that that turned into drops. Man, <laughs> right? hey, look, listen, listen, yeah. check this yeah. out. So that big play that Munchie caught that post, yes, on, yes, I was hot because I, I, I tried to pi on purpose, and I pushed him <laughs> into the ball, <laughs> which meant you were out of position, and he had room to work. And Man. and I'll tell you what, if <laughs> this is gonna sound bad, D, but if you didn't push him, he probably wouldn't have caught it. He wouldn't have. <laughs> but, <laughs> there. Man, but you know I what? See, look, that's that the funny part about adjustment. it. Though. That was a damn good adjustment on on his behalf because you did push him, and he was still able to keep composure and balance and catch it. That that was like <clears throat> where everybody's yelling pi pi. I'm like, dude, he caught that ball. And then it was like, yeah, what? he caught the shit out there. Everybody man. thought he dropped it. No, because as soon as I pushed him, I seen the ball come over my head, bro. I was like, all I had to do was lift my fucking hand up. Right. I thought so, it was, I didn't think I was there. When I looked back at the ball, I'm like, dang. So I was like, I, look, I take 15 and end up taking about 80. Okay, so Packer, I got a question for you. Besides the touchdown catch, what was your favorite? play that you were involved in of the game so hold on say that one more time you just went in out besides your touchdown catch what mm-hmm. was your favorite play you were involved in during the game um when i stopped cheetah on that three-on-one yeah, that was huge yeah because he had scored on me like two of them before then that's it, uh-huh. it had me hot so uh, who was old boy that uh, you guys had come in to throw in place of uh swag urkel um, he and Yodi did. Yodi. So that's a dude that I've not met before, and he's short and stocky. I didn't think he was going to be able to cover the cheetah like that, but after he came in for the throwoffs, he the cheetah never got another return. Yeah, no, he got one. He got one. Yeah, he got one after that. <clears throat> he got one after that. It, okay, I missed that one. Cause, All uh, right. So after I, I got that go-ahead score, they threw the ball, and he literally ran past everybody. That was, Yodi, that, was Yodi, that was with that was with on the field because I remember yeah, the one, one the where, where Charles Charles threw honest, it and he bro. immediately cramped no, up. No, not that one. Not that one. I right. know oh, you know what it was. Charles. It wasn't Yodi. Charles had threw the ball and laid down like a, a man. Yeah, so, I ain't even gonna say it. Man, like he was legitimately stretching his leg before the throw because he didn't feel right, and as soon as he let go of the he ball, cramped every, up. everything cramped up. Uh huh. 
but that's when you, but that that's when you came because... in and I'm looking at this like, oh, this ain't gonna work. And like again, I don't I, I was attributing it some to you know the cheetah running so much, but and not having the same return prowess after he had run so much, but it might have been Yodi. Yeah. No, it, it wasn't Yodi that time. It, Charles was out there when he scored. Yeah, because yeah, I remember saying, Charles my, got out the way and gave. I'm him saying that way. what I'm saying is Yodi might have been the reason, part of the, <laughs> one of the main reasons why y'all were getting the stop at that point. He understood yeah, how to point. how to attack the three on one. Right uh, after they scored that that one, that's when me, Curtis, and Shep decided we like, bro, we just gonna go out there because I'm gonna be honest, I ain't like doing the three on one. It's tough. I'm no, I'm not fast. I'm not fast, bro. Like, but I don't you know how to, but you know how to force an angle. A little bit, a little bit. Right, right. So I, I was like, man, we, we got to do something because we got to get a stop. It wasn't a knock towards the guys that had been going out there, but we had to do something else, man. But at the end of the day, I ain't want to lose to them again. Like, I, I don't like losing to Vince at all. One, because they're not going to let us hear the last of it. Right. So, I mean that I mean that's kind of right, that's kind of universal in, in Vegas at this point. Right. So I, I wish all the extra BS wasn't going on right now, but shit, you can't take shit talking out the game. Like you can't expect it not to be there. So well we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna do what we can to to squash some of that with, with some rules changes and things of that nature. We're kind of working on that in the background because I right. I the fact when it's in a player's group, it's one thing. When it's a screenshot of something in a player's group and shared publicly, that's now, something now, else. Yeah, now now yeah. we're airing our our internal dirty laundry. We're letting things that are happening in-house get outside the house. That, like, I would be real. All that sh- it should have been dead after that that final whistle blew, bro. All the, the animosity and all that stuff should have been done with. Of course, you know, Cats on the losing end was going to have feelings hurt on both sides. If it would have happened to us, we'd have been pissed too. But right. it comes with the territory. Bro. You, I didn't lost two national titles back to back in two years, bro. I lost in Erie and I lost in Vegas. Like, it don't, it don't help you to sit there and dwell on that bullshit. You lost. Get over it. Come back right. stronger next season. That's all you got to do. Yeah, we're going to have to figure something out because I, I think it's a, a blemish on the league and what we're trying to build and it's going to limit us from being able to get you guys paid the way I want to. Right. And, so, and I have to recognize that not everybody that is out here is out here for the league. Some people are out here for self and don't understand that by not taking care of self, you're hurting self and taking care of the lead. And you're, by not taking care of the lead, you're hurting self. So it's just oh, a lot yeah, of moving right. parts and things we need to get under control, and we'll, we'll try to figure it out. And if we can't, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll suffer the consequences, and that, that'll be what it is. Yeah, you're right. But uh, to get back to the game, so talk to me. I think probably the most important play of the entire game was Drew ripping the ball from Scooter as when he wouldn't go down when they were in the red zone. Like, Bro, com- completely changed the flow of the game at that point. Listen, when he did yep. that, I, I didn't even know he did that at first. I just thought we got to stop. Yep. And then I see Drew come up with the ball. I'm like, what the fuck? 
I'm like, oh, he took that shit. Yeah, he didn't. It didn't hit the ground, man, because everybody Nothing. was sitting there. We're waiting for the whistle, and we're like, "Where's the whistle? Where's the? Oh, oh, okay." <laughs> I was surprised because that, that ball never hit the ground. He just took it right out of his hands, and I'm like, "What the hell?" And so he came over to the sidelines. He's like, "Bro, that was on me. I should have just went down." Bro, I'll, like, I'll, I'll tell you over on the pit bosses. I didn't expect that to happen, bro. Scooter's nah, a tank, bro. Yeah. And on the pit like, bosses side, we were all tank, standing bro. over there the same way. We were like, where's the whistle at? Where's the whistle? And then we're like, oh, okay. That's why there wasn't. Even Bartley's like, are they going to whistle? And then he saw that. He's like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. and, and, I, and I think Kryptonite actually ended up getting the ball back like two plays later. But I think so. I think so. Think so. But I feel like that was a momentum changer and the defense saw something in that. We did. And, and like, completely changed the way you guys played the rest of that game. And I, don't, I can't even understand what it might have been, but I felt like that moment was the moment that the tide shifted, which it shouldn't have been that because they got the ball right, right back. Yeah. Like, honestly, bro, we – we got the score. Go ahead. Then we we got. I think it was Trey afterward. No. Cheetah ran another one back. When Cheetah ran it back again, that's when everything really got going. Going. Like we knew we wasn't gonna lose after he got going and scored. Well, I kind of like, wonder, man, looking at that game and that play specifically. And again, this ain't a knock against anybody, man. But when you're playing flag, you can't strip the ball. So the guys yeah, that are used can't. to playing flag are probably not even thinking about that at first. And then they hear cover up, cover up, you know, hold on to the ball because you can strip the ball. And I saw a lot of guys trying to do exactly that, whether it was on a kick return or a throw off return or, you know, run play, even with, uh, with Trey. They're trying to strip the ball from Trey, too before he went there. Uh -huh. So, I mean, yep. you look at this and you start to realize that, you know, because, I mean, Trey, <laughs> Trey, <laughs> every time he runs, when he first breaks the pocket, he makes me nervous because he's holding that ball <laughs> like a loaf of bread. Right. <clears throat> and it isn't until he sees somebody coming up on him that he tucks it away. So if you happen yeah. to be coming from behind him and can get a swipe at that arm, you're going to knock that ball loose. So that Jimmy is something that I did notice. I don't know. Jimmy oh, tried it. People tried you to. You see when Trey broke up the sideline. Trey, no, he, I don't know what it is, bro. He sensed that, but. Hey, I, question. Man, who, who, know how to run the ball. Who did he I'm, truck on that one run that uh, got called uh, lower in the shoulder? I can't think of his name, but Buddy was giving up cheeks the whole game on that yeah. side. Okay. I, 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 don't think it's any, I don't think it's anybody that I know. I just. Nah. I didn't. I've not been able to see a close-up replay to see what actually happened, and of course, I was up in the booth, so my vantage point didn't change at all. So I, I didn't see. Obviously, the ref saw something that was egregious, and that's why he threw the flag. But from nah, our vantage point, what was on TV? Like us, bro. All right, okay. let's keep it hot. Them refs are horrible. <laughs> Well, be be you careful! Know, those are going to be your refs next next season too. Yeah, and the thing about it is, the thing about it is, sitting on Kryptonite side, they're saying the same thing. But I mean, Look, it goes. I'm not even anytime you plan, anytime you plan, the refs uh, are horrible. And I've played in games <laughs> where things were even more 
egregious, more right in the rest face than what's going on, what has happened in any game we've played in, where guys have literally tackled guys in flag with no call. And so, I mean, the thing about it is you, you have to understand the refs are human. They are going to miss calls. They're going to make calls that they see, that they think they see, because it's the nature of the game. You guys, this, this game, and, and this is something that people don't understand, seven-on-seven seven is faster than any 11-man football, faster than any eight-man football. Things are going at, at lightning speed, and you've got to try to make a call in our league with so many different rules that it is difficult at best because there's plays that I've seen and I've, I've watched again when I got home and saw plays that I'm like, oh, okay, I see why he made that call. But on the field, I'm like, what the hell was that call? Or, hey, you missed this. And it's like, dude, things happen so quickly. It is very hard, very hard, especially with only uh, three refs to call everything. Very hard. Uh... I feel you. And you don't that, want him to call. You don't want him to call everything. That, I can't even look. Nah, I, I can't even say it was the whole yeah, reference staff. But the white cap, the white cap was trash, bro. Like he he was trying to get up out of there. That's really what it was. Like dude was getting an attitude because we was calling the they took and you know the the reviews or whatever. Yep. Yeah. I asked myself before the game because I didn't know nothing about the review or the reviews until the ref said something. So I asked, I was like, how many reviews we got? And he told me out of his mouth, he said, y'all got as many as y'all need. I said, say less. I use it to my advantage. Like, half them calling. Like, granted, coach had to jump on there, too. I, I said the same thing. You feel me? Like, review it, period, point blank. Well, I, I am extremely happy that we had the capability of review for the what was a oh, targeting yes. call that wasn't Mary? targeting. Oh, yes. I, I oh, hope yes. that everyone has gone back and looked at that. Oh, and I, saw I that. was standing right there and saw it live. Okay, I'm talking about <laughs> on the review, though. What, yeah. what What's physically there, what you can see, what New Jersey saw, and why they overturned the targeting call. That targeting Do you even have targeting call? I don't know if we do. There's definitely nothing in our rule book that says anything, but the, the rule of the league is if it's not in the rule book, high school rules apply and high school rules have a targeting rule. So, so I guess yeah. the ultimate answer is yes to that. So, but targeting by definition is someone leaving their feet and hitting you with your, your, your helmet or shoulder in the head and neck area. Yeah. Right. 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 Absolutely. So, absolutely. So looking back at the, at the replay, Tone's, Tone's feet were on the ground the entire time, so that eliminates yes. the targeting call. But the tackle itself was one of the best form tackles I've seen in, yes. in a repl in a replay ever. And I'm like, not only right. was that not targeting, we should be coaching that. Right. Well, that's what I was saying. I was standing right there and saw it live, and I was like, "What?" When he said targeting, I was like, "Huh? Wait a minute. What?" Well, look, look, that was that was I, a wrap up if I, I've ever seen one. That was great. I, I mean, look, we're we're all criticized. Tone makes solid tackles, bro. Yeah, he, he's a, he he may is a not, great like, tackler. Depending yes, on is. the player he's going against, like if that running back or a receiver gets low, he's getting low with him. That's all it right. is. Like that's football. Right. right. Well, like, I mean, the other when side you, of that, the other side of that was, you know, when when uh, Anthony, it's hard for me to call the boy RTC. I love the guy to death, man. He's a good kid. But when when he is running the ball, we all know that one of his best attributes is a stiff arm. 
and he uses it regularly. And sometimes he stiff arms people towards his legs. And when you're going to wrap up at the chest area and he's pushing you down, the only thing you got to grab is his legs. You can't just let him run by you. So I heard a lot of, well, he's, they're going for his legs. And I kept saying, then tell him to quit stiff arming. I mean, realistically, that is the only way to keep that back above the waist is to not stiff arm. But if you're pushing somebody to the ground and he didn't do it every time, don't get me wrong. No, he didn't do but, it every time. But well, going for the legs is perfectly legal once you've been stiff armed as you're exactly. going. You, right. you start with right. your arms out exactly. trying to make the tackle and then you grab right. at whatever and, you can grab at. But if you start out at the legs, that's when it's illegal. Yeah, and somebody and got, on the field. There's, there's some calls for that. Yep. And some somebody right. on the field actually asked one of the players for one of the teams. I don't even remember which one it was. Asked the refs at one point, like, "How is that not wrapping the legs?" And he goes, "Look, I'm gonna give it to you like this. If you start to wrap up and are going for the shoulders, and then they push you down to the legs, I'm not gonna call for wrapping for tackling by the legs. That's not what the rule says. Right. So I was like, and, "Thank and, you, clear, look, clear." I'm gonna be honest. Great. If RTC is mm-hmm. coming at me, I, mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm going down to my knees and tripping him because I am not taking that dude at all. I'm taking a 50 yard penalty. So he ain't getting me in. <laughs> right. So you remember when we played on the um, in the the game before the championship, right? Yes. Yes. I thought Anthony was trying to run me over. I closed my damn eyes. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. I closed my eyes and gave him my shoulder, and I ended up getting the best of him. And he was laughing. He was like, "I thought you were just gonna let me go." I'm like, "I'm not gonna just let you go," but I was. You know what? I'm sorry, but at his size as a running back, there's a lot of cornerbacks that have to make business decisions. Let's yeah, he's basically that. I mean, he's basically the A7FL's version of Derrick Henry. Let's 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 be yes, real. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, six one, fast yeah. as hell, and big as hell. Like, he, dude, this two, dude. He's two. He's two fifty, or maybe he's two forty. Yeah. Two forty. Dude, you can make him two sixty, two seventy. I don't care. I'm still getting well, out of his way. Well, that's what I'm saying. Two, but two forty, six one, six two, and runs like that, bro. That that's a cheat code. That, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, my thing is, I would absolutely pay to see him playing in pads just for it's, the it's, just for the fact fun. of hearing the pops. Listen, I'm not gonna lie. I've played with Anthony for almost a little bit over, like I'd say, eight or nine years now. And that oh, runs really? hard. Ant runs hard. Yeah, he does. Like, he is. There's no quit, man. I'll tell you what. Watching that game. Watching that game on Sunday, that is the epitome of no quit with every player. I didn't see anybody give up on any play. Nobody said, I I can't catch them. Everybody was running. And that was the most impressive game. And and I told Derek, I played in, I think it was 23 championships. And have won, well, no, I've played in more, but I've won 23. And that was the most exciting game I've ever been a part of in my life. Yeah, By and, and, and you didn't close. even and you didn't even get to play. How much fun was that, bro? <laughs> like, That's what I'm saying. Oh That's my what god! I'm saying. Oh. Watching that game, I would. Uh, you know what? I, I'll be the first one to tell you. I'll probably go back, grab it off of YouTube, and save that damn game. That damn game was. By far, and I'm not talking even a little. That was the best game I've ever watched in my life, including NFL, including college. Oh, come, everything. Oh, come I'm on! I'm telling you, uh, come on! I'm telling you, 
because Derek, how many how many pro games have I been to? I told you, I've been to one, one, one pro game in my life. Sure, that was the best game I have been able to sit field side and watch. Okay, all right, that is the best game I've been able to be a part of and watch in person. Okay, or play in person by far. I was like, I've been right. to some Super Bowl parties with you for some of the best games I've ever seen in my life. And I, I would definitely rank the uh, Titans not beating the Rams as definitely a better game <laughs> than the oh. one we just saw. But this was damn, damn good. Like, easily in the top 25 of football mm-hmm. games I've ever seen. And right. eas- easily the best game I've seen in, in out of the Nevada division where wherever we've played and according to the guys in the three-on-one two of them said definitely top five and one of them said probably top five but definitely top ten. Oh, there you that's, go that's right. how good that's where that sits in a seven fl history for guys who are historians and us without was us with the recency bias like we've never seen anything like that here here in vegas no no no, and I, I got it. Like I said, I give both teams a, a, a shitload of props, man. That was an incredible game, um, an incredible day, an incredible weekend. I mean, we could we could even go further and talk about um, us hanging out at the Cove uh, on Saturday, oh, talking talking shit, drinking, having some fun. I mean, it was all around. It was. Um, fantastic i mean you know when you know tammy doesn't doesn't always get down with with football like i do because i'm always going to be there watching and she knows that but she even had a when we're driving home we got home about midnight she's i said hun i'm I'm sorry that we're getting home so late she goes i don't care that was a hell of a hell of a game that's all she's talking about about the damn game all the way home Yeah, my wife uh, too. I'm gonna keep real. I still smell the wings y'all wives had, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like I might have to take a trip back to Lofton, bro. They smell good. <laughs> Look, my wife liked the game so much. We came home and fell asleep to watching it on TV. <laughs> I did the same thing. <laughs> That's how good that game. Is. <laughs> I'll be rewatching that game again, man. I might even sit down after uh, my meeting. Bro, I've probably watched watch it every it. day since we've been home. Dude, oh, that man. was that. Well, I, was, that's all I can so, say. <laughs> so let's all get some final. Let's all get some final thoughts about the game, and then I want to talk about the elephant that is in my room. I don't know if it's in your guys' room, which is the start of the spring season and the schedule mm-hmm. dropping earlier oh, today. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, that was dope. So uh, let's go around the room real quick. Uh, we're gonna, we'll pack. We'll leave you best for last. Okay. And I'll start it off. Start it off so the guys don't feel the pressure. So uh, again, best A seven NFL Nevada game I've ever seen. I would put it on par with the BICU championship game that I just saw in the spring. Very hard fought. Interesting plays. Amazing play designs. But uh, above all, the defense that was actually played on on both sides of the ball, even though the score was very high, the score got very high because a lot of the kick returns, mm-hmm. the, def- the defensive units from both sides, I believe in my heart was, was the strongest units for both y'all. And, and Thanks. for you guys specifically Packer the, with the pit bosses, I look, I, I stopped and look at your guys starting seven and realized that you guys have an all-star at every single position 
on defense hey, right now. I would say that. Uh, d- well, dudes that I think are, are are ballers. Let's put it that way. G- we guys still that- got Keenan out there. <laughs> I, I didn't think Keenan was a starter, but still. <laughs> Keenan started that corner. Okay. I, I, I missed that. So I, I but I guess there was a moment on the game I looked up and across the board I saw a dog, like a dude that I know is going to fill his position very, very well. That, that's what I thought. It wasn't perfect. I'm not going to sit here and bullshit you. Right. All right. Like, so, a lot of blame. We'll, 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 we'll save, balls, but. save yours. Save yours. I was just giving you the recap of what I saw. Like, it, <laughs> it, 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 was, it was what I saw was amazing defensive play and, and an amazing day of football. And I, I am super excited with what the spring is going to bring. Chris. What do you got? Man. <clears throat> All right. So when the game started and we had, what was it? Six nothing at the end of the first quarter. And I saw that score. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a defensive struggle. This game's going to end up 21, 19. I thought it was going to be like that too. And when I, it, well, because both defenses were just showing out, man. I mean, I saw, you know, some really good plays, then a batted ball, then a sack, then really good plays and a long run. Then, I mean, it went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, dude, these, these friggin' these dudes are here to play. And then when it, when the, when the uh, throw off started and the three on one started and we started seeing exchanges for touchdowns and everything else, man, I'll tell you what, all I can say is whoever's in the championship game come springtime, if it's like this, Oh man, everybody in Vegas better be at the stands watching this damn game because it is off the chain. Wonderful. All right, Casey. Well, my biggest off the weekend was just the fact that I finally got a chance to be on the field. That was great. Being on the sideline, being that close to the action. Yes, I about got my ass ran over a few times. It was awesome. I loved it. Um, Getting that close with the players, being able to interact with the players before and after the game the way I was able to, um, that's my biggest takeaway like that. That right there in itself helped me, I believe, leaps and bounds going into spring to better understand these players, who they are, where they're coming from, and also better understand the game because I kind of watched Chris and followed Chris a little bit. And, you know, when I'd see him do something, I'd kind of try to wonder over there and see what he was doing to kind of learn a little bit more and it was awesome it was amazing i loved it um the back and forth in the game oh my like i was the most athletic game i've been a part of myself and been to myself i would say by far all right and packer will give you the last word on the championship game uh, man, i just i honestly think it was a game for the books bro like, both teams played their hard out, for real. Like, they're just the better team won that day. That's really all it came down to. Like, we both played a hell of a game. Any right given on, guys. Sunday. Any right. given Sunday. Well, uh, Packer, I just want to say congratulations to you and the pit bosses. Uh, what a great season. All the, the, the season was an absolute replica of the championship game for you guys. Got ahead early. Yeah. Got behind most of the end of the, end of the season and got ahead late. Never looked back. Yeah. 
So congratulations on that and congratulations to the kryptonite for an absolute amazing season for stepping in for the for the first time in the fall i i predicted them to win my bad packer (laughs) 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 and i think casey had the score almost nailed 100 percent and picked before the game he even knew the game was going to happen he called it was going to be you guys against each other and i think you said 46 to 40 was that right casey i said 55 48 so i was a little right but that hey and I'm going to keep it real. They made a good – I think it was the other podcast. They said it was going to end up being who had the ball last was going to win. And right. we had yep. the ball last. Yep. Right. And then, of course, Kryptonite did the classy thing, not calling timeouts and just let the time run out. It was yeah. a great way to end it. Ooh, All right. Yes, it was. So, um, Quick question. Did yes, you get sir. information for me yet? It has not been given to me in a place that I can share yet. If you want to see it for yourself so you can dissect it and add it up yourself, I can do yes, that for please. you. Can you okay. do that? Yeah, I'll do that for you right when we're done with the call. Thank you. Well, I'll no, get no with problem. you guys later, man. Thank you for having me on again, bro. That was a pleasure uh, having you. Thank you for coming on. You, yeah, thank you for being you. part of it, man. I appreciate man. it. I appreciate y'all, and I'll see y'all in the spring. All right, brother. Yeah. Have a good night. Later. All right, brother. Later. Wow. Wow. That was a great segment, guys. Thank you very much for that. That was a lot of fun, man. It's uh Yes, it was. It's been uh <clears throat> Derek, I, I, I do have to say one thing, man. I that I have, I think I've said to you a couple of times and I'll say it again. Thank you for bringing me into this because I'll tell you what, best best decision I ever made was saying, Oh yeah, I'll be there. You know, I always got your back. So thank you for letting me be a part of this because spring was fun. Fall was, if that's, if that's what's to come, whoo, man, uh, springtime springtime is going to be a blast. Yeah, man, we, we built a wonderful platform and things just seem to be getting better with every single game that we put on. Like we're, we're, Every week we make incremental improvements for, for the league, for the fans, for the players, and every week it shows. And this last one was the best thing we've ever done on the very last thing we've ever done. So hopefully week one is even better than last week. That's, that's a that's – okay, uh, and, and Those it, are some big shoes to fill. You're right. Yes, you're it right, is. But, you're right. But it's you guys and the entire league working – to shore up things, to make sure things happening a certain way. And once we get in a rhythm, we can find other things to make better. Like it's all of you guys bringing that to us as a group that's elevating the game, elevating the opportunity and elevating the league. So we, we, we have, we're there. We just need somebody else to have the, that with money to have the same passion that we have for this. And we're good for good. That, that's that's where I'm at. So, th- it will happen this. It will happen this year. I, I, I'm I'm guaranteeing that. I've I've already bet my bet my life on it. So, it has to happen, or I'm broke. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it is what it is. So, but uh, th- Chris, thank you for saying that. I love having you involved. And Casey, thank you. I love having you involved, and all of our staff and players. Oh, you yes. guys. You guys are the best part of what we do. I am just a guy who brings things together, listens to ideas, fleshes them out, makes sure that 
it works, doesn't work. And then we implement and we track it and make it go and we all get better. So it, it takes a team and you guys are the best, best one available. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. <clears throat> and with that. So to talk about our team for a second, uh, Kelly and her mom and Mel and uh, obviously I talked about you guys already, but my wife and the guys back east, Matt Ryan, Big Rob, Alex and David for handling things behind the scenes just nailed this weekend. Like you could possibly, you couldn't possibly have done much better with the tools we had available to us. And uh, Kelly specifically, she's, yeah, I, I've said this to her on numerous occasions in front of you guys, but I give I want to give her flowers on, on in front of everybody else. She is the lifeblood of our success right now. That she her organizational skills and follow up and follow through on all of the things that I've tasked her with and then having a better understanding of football at this level and having the history she does so she already knows some of the mistakes that we could potentially make and guiding us through that pit of snakes <laughs> uh it's having her on our team is just crazy valuable to us and super happy that she's part of what we're doing well i want to see you know what after watching the pit bosses play and you know i i gotta give it to to bartley um for one reason one reason only uh he put a squad together man he put a squad together i i thought that they would be obviously not knowing kryptonite and, and i gotta say that not knowing kryptonite because we didn't know what to expect so it was very hard for me not knowing who's coming out to play you know who's going to be out there uh it was hard for me now if i would have known the players that that vince was going to put on that squad and have showing up and playing every game i think that <clears throat> i probably would have been it would have been a 1a 1b type of deal and interchangeable i really thought that um the hunters had a pretty good team um but i didn't know what to expect and kryptonite dude let me tell you man i i am thoroughly impressed with that that squad they got some really good athletes on that squad and the thing about it is i did not see and please by all means correct me if i'm wrong i did not see a bunch of force players playing with kryptonite so it's an interesting prospect to see what the force has coming back, what um, the pit bosses have, because realistically splitting some of those players off from, uh, from the pit bosses that I knew were force players, it's just going to be an interesting dynamic because now not knowing I've got to look at kryptonite a little bit harder because I think they're going to have, well, RTC, the question mark, right? <clears throat> I got to see what they have because, dude, Kryptonite's got a, got a squad. They got a squad. Right. So the speculation is that Curtis Pac-Man Jones will go back to the force. RTC, I, from everything we've heard, it's an on-the-fence thing, but I expect him to go back to the force. And then tone has already committed he's staying with the pit boss and Sir. being the, the the anchor and the center of that defense has literally changed the way they play defense 
So yeah. yes, it is. I, so I, I am with you. They have got exponentially better. But as I've said to you guys on every single time we talked about this, why is it that everybody exp- sees how much better the pit bosses got and don't think that the force will have gotten the same amount of better? So then it, would it be feasible to say the three teams right now, as we know, should be constructed for spring, the three top teams would be until we see, obviously, the Force, the Pit Bosses, and the Kryptonite. And I'm not saying in that order. I'm just naming them. Those will be the three yeah. top teams I would in, agree. in the spring season. Yeah. I mean, Going and, in at least, and, the three and, favorites. And there's talk of K-Uno maybe showing up on the Force or the Kryptonite. <clears throat> Man, I'll tell you what. I, I if he shows up on the Kryptonite, that would make it interesting for sure yeah and depending he, on where he plays because i'll tell you what mm-hmm. man, I, I gotta give it i gotta give it to lex boy that boy can, yeah that boy can ball. lex is the qb that boy I think, can ball. For sure. and i told him i told him because you saw the uh the posting of him being bald and saying the real lex luther and i was cracking up at that and i told him look man give me your size and a picture i'm putting that on a damn shirt and giving it to him because that was just too damn funny but <laughs> that dude that dude, I, I see why smooth is another nickname for him because he is. I mean, that guy could go out and ball. He is definitely a baller. And and to see him, you know who he reminds me of? And Derek, you, you probably will kind of agree with me, but there's aspects of his game that reminds me of. Remember Derek Williams? Oh, for sure. QB? He reminds me of him because that boy can get out of the pocket when he needs to. He can fire that ball from damn near anywhere on the field. You I know, mean, he actually, I, who he actually reminds me of is Joel. Oh, yeah, definite, definite. Be, because he's a wizard with the ball in his hand, too, and and does things like a point guard more so than a quarterback, but yes. with quarterback skills. And like, accuracy. And, and Joel was always my toughest out as a, def- as a defender, as a defensive end, trying to track him down because he was so crafty. Like, and he, not to mention, that boy would, would run to the sidelines and throw the ball behind his back. Yeah, until until we figured that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you just got to put your hand up. But anyway, either way it goes. But but still, that's thing... what he reminds me of: elusive yeah. as hell, and and <sighs> scrambling to get open. And if he sees the lane, he'll take it. But his running is his fourth option. Yes, and to see him, I saw him in one game, scramble to the right and throw the ball clear back across the field to the left, and I'm like, no, yeah, that was a good play. <laughs> just like any coach would be like man why are you throwing that ball back across the field and i'm like well never mind you got it there i mean that 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 guy has yet to do something that i'm not impressed with i mean he is on his game and i'll tell you what as much as i would like to say hey just put pressure on him no he thrives with pressure yeah he mm-hmm. absolutely thrives with pressure yep look I, I would say that he's probably my favorite quarterback in the league because I like my quarterbacks to spend most of their time in the pocket, run when it's there, and not have the run game be so much of their game. Trey is probably the most effective quarterback in, in, in the division because of how well he runs and that he's looking to run. Like the, He's basically Sterry Codrington, but shorter out here, waiting, waiting for these guys to be in man – man off man defense everybody's backs turned he's got a lane and he's gone 
and then you yep. got to try to catch. Then you got to try to catch one of the fastest people in the world with yeah, your back turned. Right. So, and it isn't a knock about any of that. It's just the fact that you've got to try to track him down coming across field. Right. It's a it's a a legit unstoppable weapon. It's just not the quarterback play that I personally uh, looked for. So I don't, I guess, rank it as high. But Trey is far and away the most effective quarterback in our division. Like it's not for me. It's it's one and two, not one A and one B. With with that, as far as effectiveness, yeah. as far if I'm starting a team myself, I'm I'm picking smooth though, because <laughs> I I know how to design a great offense around that and have him save me when I call a bad play. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to put my quarterback. I'm not going to put my quarterback in harm's way every other every other down. That's just not a winning recipe, as far as I know. Now, the team that just won the the fall brawl and the team that just won the the championship back east did exactly that so i'm the stupid one let's be real but <laughs> I, I just i just don't think long term you you're going to be able to keep winning with that recipe that's that's an injury waiting to happen hello lamar jackson you know hello, what? Cam, and, hello cam Newton. yeah yeah, yeah. i, I yeah. mean i could see that but i i could also see that <clears throat> trey doesn't really put him in position put he doesn't put himself into positions that I would say he knows when to go down. Let's put it that way. He doesn't always uh, fight for the yards um, when he knows it's not there. He fights yeah, he for yards the, when, he, when he, he makes he'll, make, he'll spin, make the initial hit, but if somebody grabs him, he doesn't try to fight out of it. You're right. Yeah. So there's not there's not that chance for a guy to slide down to his ankles and land on his ankles or something and, and cause an injury. Um, I saw right, a but there's, times, there is though, a chance for somebody to clean him up, though. Yeah, there is. But, I mean, that guy's got – He's got running yes, back sight. He's got running back vision. I mean, yep. he, I could see Trey. Here's something to think about. I could see Trey being a running back with, uh, with smooth and they would be a hell of a pair because those two and, and Trey, don't get me wrong, man, that, that boy getting out Ooh. of, getting out of situations and seeing him throw that ball. But I, I've also got to say, smooth. I've never seen a quarterback run 15 yards backwards and launch the ball 40 yards down the field on a frozen rope to a guy wide open, like he can. I mean, that dude. Like I said, he he that nickname. I don't give a damn if he gave it to himself. It's well deserved. So you just did something that I want us to do for our next show. What's that? I want us to name our fall stars. So an all a fall all star team, top to bottom, Ooh. offense and defense. Yeah. The the best person at each position from the from this Ooh. last fall season. So I don't want to do it now, but that I want that to be the topic of our next show. So so be? Casey, please put a I'm, pin in that. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna put a pin in that, and I'm gonna have to do some research because to think right off top of my head, it's hard but, for me to think. And the, and the and I'm gonna save the reason for that. So yeah, that because I'm gonna add something on it on the show. But yes, that that will be a fun show. Okay, so let's talk about the week one matchups in Las Vegas. Yes, So starting off with OTT and Kryptonite, the game that they played in the fall was not competitive, but the star power on both sides is obviously clear. 
I'm sure OTT will be developing a quarterback over the next eight weeks to add to their absolute stellar skill position players, allow G to go to tailback or develop himself as a quarterback, maybe develop Willie as the quarterback, whatever that may be. They need to, the most important thing for them is going to be to develop a line that works with whoever they've got at quarterback and and their style of play. Honestly, I think their best, their best bet, I think, in my opinion, though, is Willie quarterback and developing G at the tailback because he's hard to bring down. He gets, he gets his feet going under him and he's tough (laughs) to bring down. Honestly, if I'm being, if I'm being completely honest, based on what they have right now, I would, Develop G at tight end before I worry about developing the tailback because okay. they yeah. need they need they need blocking. Yes, and they need block then, too. Yeah, and then when he's an offensive option and a blocker, that certainly helps. So, or you know, or maybe they develop a completely different offense where they don't need that. I don't know, but I, the way they were structured in the uh, <clears throat> battle. They, the one thing that they were missing and the way that their offense was built was around having an O-line that was not there. Yeah. All I right. Agree. Can't fight that. Can't fight that argument. Nope. All right. Uh, do you have any additional notes, guys, or we want to move on to the next game? Um, I would say that uh, if they do develop Will as a quarterback, he's got the arm. Um. I think it, given a little time in the pocket, he can be a, a pretty damn good quarterback. Uh, so I, I would agree with you very heavily. And I think they got some wide receivers that can, can make some hay. So I would agree with, with um, your overall look at that. And I would say that, um, you know, if they, if, if they choose, I think the person that they could actually put back, if they get a little bit of an offensive line that they could put, at tailback and or slot receiver would be Savion. Yeah, he's also he's also kind of uh, slick when it comes to being you know trying to take him down. He is not the easiest tackle, and that kid's low to the ground, low center of gravity, and he knows how to step out of tackles. And so crazy balance, crazy balance. Yes, exactly. So I would say he is another one that, if chosen to, he could also be a really good tailback for them. But I think that he could line up at tailback and or slot, and you really need to make sure you know where he is on the field at all times. Absolutely. And then uh, we talked about the kryptonite so much uh, in the previous segment that we didn't even cover what's happening with them. So they, of course, are losing some guys that are going back home into their other teams that they normally play for. But – According to what I've heard from people involved with the team, the guys that are coming to replace those guys are just as good, if not better. And wow. names that, that we may know in the football circles, but guys who haven't been on an A7FL field yet. Could be huge again. They Vince could have himself right back in a championship game. Easily. Yeah, and, and – to, Very to, easily to speak to my same point that I made previously about the force, and then I made previously about the pit bosses. OTT is going to come back improved as well. We don't know oh, where yeah. they're going to make improvements, and if we don't expect OTT to make the same improvements from fall to spring that the pit bosses made from spring to fall, <clears throat> why is that? 
Like, why would we know. not expect them to be at that level going into the spring and pit bosses elevate their game yet again into the spring, right? Yeah, So would agree with that. That that's the parts that keep getting left out in some of these conversations. So it's really hard to predict all of this, but I love the breakdown and talking about each team going into the week. And also next week we'll break down LA's week one schedule. So, but we're going to run out of time tonight. So I just want to get hit Vegas today. Okay. Uh, next game, the hunters without K Uno, but obviously building and having a full squad and roster with a very strong defense versus the gold, the new look gold who have already said they've got 20 guys on a roster. And uh, as I understand it, turned down an opportunity to pick up another skill player from someone who had a skill player and said, now we're good on skill players. We need some, some more linemen. So that skill player is now going to the Insomniacs. <laughs> wow. Nice. So that, that's how fast this thing is going, guys. The, the gold who you know ended the last season with, hey, we lost half of our team to we've got so many skill players, we just need linemen now. We're, and we're so confident in the guys we have in the skill positions, we're not even going to look at somebody else. Well, Jeremiah, is a, is a, he's got a mind to be a coach. He's got a mind to uh, – to manage a team so i won't put anything by him if he knows what he needs and i've listened to him talk i've listened i watched him watch games and figure things out so i think that um i got to see what the hunters do offensively that we know what they can do defensively they, they've got a damn good defense i want to see what they do offensively i mean you know we always say it takes a little bit for a offense to catch up to a defense. So let's see what they got. Um, I think this is going to be a, a good game. And I think it might even have potential to be a tight game. Um, you know, we, we've got to go back and, and say it again. Extra points can be the difference in some of these games very easily. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if the pit bosses make their extra points last week, the game is – not as close at the end and the kryptonite need a full score to even tie so that people don't take special teams don't as serious as they as i think they need to and assume that just because they practiced on offense that whatever five yard play they have on offense is going to work in the end zone it's not the same so yeah a, rem a reminder practice your special teams all right and I don't have any new information on the Hunters. I don't know what they're doing, but I know they're in the lab. Coach Ray is always recruiting, always on the hunt. And I know he's been out visiting some folks. I don't know what he's grabbed up with that. But the fact that he had one of the elite teams in the fall, it should be easy for him to recruit, especially if somebody wants to play quarterback. Now that they know that they've got this squad that was already ready to rock and roll and they just need a quarterback, that should be interesting to see how that comes together. Agreed with that. And I know he's going to be out there talking it up, so he'll find somebody for sure. Right. All right. Next up, uh, we got the edge and John Woods now no longer with the insomniacs versus the insomniacs. So uh, coach John, uh, was we didn't have a strong enough roster for him for the edge for the season for the season and and for the insomniacs for the season and for the snake eyes for the season so we combined all three teams under the 
Edge brand. I'm sorry, under the Insomniacs brand, and Coach John and Coach Q ran the Insomniacs franchise together for the fall. Obviously, not well enough to win a game, but well enough to recruit a full squad and get uh, some new blood into the league and started being competitive as the se- as the season went on. So a lot of good things happening. Who knows if they were maybe not trying to play each other's hands, knowing they'd be separating at the end of the season. Maybe that's why it didn't work ultimately. But uh, now in week one, those two split squads will now be going head to head against one another. That's going to be an interesting game. And I'll say that, you know, depending on what the Insomniacs bring as a squad, I don't know what the edge is going to bring as a squad. Um, I do like Coach Q and I do like Coach John. I think both of them can put squads together. And I think that um, <clears throat> it makes for an interesting first game. Um, and we'll see what they got. We'll see what they can, what they pull together. Um, and Lion, before you, before you go any further, there's a, another interesting twist. Oh, okay. Both, both of these teams may end up with half of the dream team on one team and half of the dream team on the other team playing underneath those banners all right well let me ask you a tough question which one is getting the dream team's quarterback yeah yeah that's my question neither oh all right all right well i gotta see what they bring because i mean let's face it your the quarterback after watching the quarterback play in the championship game your quarterback quarterbacking in this league is always going to make a difference we all know that from every level so I want to see what they bring as, as quarterbacks to that uh, to that game. I well, want to and see of that. course, and of course, we know the Insomniacs at Iriarte, who who has displayed some greatness at times, but also displayed some uh, immaturity. Not immaturity, we'll say uh, rust from being away from the game at this level for so long, where it looked like immaturity. I guess is the best way to put it. Where you know, there's sometimes I watch him go through an entire progression <laughs> and, and throw a dime, and then. There's other times where he locked on the primary target and then the guy never gets open and he gets flustered. So what, just yeah. if he's practicing and going through it and, you know, maybe he's got the Oculus goggles and doing his thing, I, I got a lot of faith in that kid. He When he's on, he's a rock he's star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and he throws a mean ball. That, he can spin that thing. And a, and a sneaky good runner. I would agree with all that too, because yeah. I mean, I've I've watched that kid play, and I agree with you. There's there's plays that I've seen him make, and it's like, what just happened? And then there's other times where it's like, what were you looking at? So yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking the same thing. I think that if it's um, him practicing, getting out with his receivers, you know, it's going to be a difference. And if he knows where his receivers are going to be at all times, and he has a chance, don't forget, he's he has to have a chance to go through some of those progressions too. He doesn't always have that chance. So if he does, that kid's going to be dangerous. Well, guys, those are the week one matchups, and we are coming up on our 90-minute mark. Uh, Is there anything specific that you guys wanted to get into uh, on this particular show? Or or should we wrap? I think that – the one thing you brought up, which is going to be interesting for next week, is, you know, the all-stars. But my We're, bigger question hang is... On, hang on, The fall stars. Uh, fall, the fall stars. stars. Yes, yes, you got to <laughs> say it correctly. Fall stars. It, 
Yes. My biggest question about that is, do we also, and should we also bring in somebody that we consider our MVP? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we can, uh, from that list, pick an MVP of the season, but we already have the MVP votes in that are still being worked and tallied on to, to reward the, the young men for their for what they did in the fall, but we can pick our own show MVP. I think we should do that. The, I think we the, un, the unofficial MVP. show MVP. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. If we're going to be talking about our fall stars, we should talk about our, who we consider the MVP going into it. It might not be who is actually picked, and it might not be, or it might be who's actually picked. But it'd be nice to to hear from everybody who they felt their MVP was. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who we put in each position, especially who's alt- who's going to be our starting quarterback for the All Star team. I, I can't wait to hear us all give a position for, for a few guys and see how that all works out. So looking forward to it. Oh, you know what? And the one th- the one position we definitely need to make sure we have a false star position for is returner. returner. Yeah, yes. or throw throw returner. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and That's after the last week, I mean, before this weekend, I think we all would have said there was only one candidate. I would agree. Now I think and, there's and now more there's, than one. Now, now I think least, there's at least there's three. There's a definite three in consideration. So definitely, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. All right. Oh man, this is gonna be fun. Oh, All right. this is gonna be so much fun. Well, uh, Casey, parting thoughts. Chris, was that your parting thoughts? Or do you have something else you want to add? I got other parting thoughts. Case, go ahead. Um, I mean, I'm just excited for what this fall season brought and what the spring season is going to bring. Um, I just, there's parts of me that are sitting here going, can we do it this weekend, please? Like, I just no. want more football. At this uh, point. Yeah, no. no, I need a break. I need a break. <laughs> oh, my God. I could not take that every weekend. No. Oh my God. All right. So, Chris, what about you? I think my parting thoughts are going to be, it's incredible what we've done and what has gone on in our division in basically a calendar year. I mean, we've, we've really got to think about that, right? Started off in March of, of uh, 2022, ran through um, the end of December through January of 2020, or February, excuse me, of 2023. And you would think that, okay, <clears throat> we could sit on our laurels a little bit, but no, we, we know what's coming for the spring and we know that it's going to be that much greater than what the uh, fall was with teams that are being added and the players that are being added this thing is growing and it's growing exponentially i mean the 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 emails the texts the um people that are coming out of the woodwork talking about it is fantastic and to have all these people talking about it seeing it on tv it has been incredible absolutely incredible and to know that you know this is something that's going on in vegas i mean think about it man i've been here 44 years i've seen a lot of things that have come and gone and this is the one thing that yeah i'm a part of but at the same time has got me excited like none other i mean i can't wait i'm part of me is is with casey i wish we could go this weekend i know i need a break but i'm saying this weekend would be just a, a the icing on the cake to continue. So 
man, all I can say is everybody in Vegas, anybody listening to the podcast, man, it has never been more real than to say, you better get your popcorn ready. So I want to add on that, Chris, because I've been trying to put my finger on what makes this thing so special. And what it is for me is it's what we do in Vegas with national exposure and being on TV. It's not that the what we've arranged is any better than what we had back in our heyday, but it's on TV and it's got social media and it's got a chat board and it's got all the things that if we had that situation back in the late nineties or early two thousands when we were really grooving, we, this is what this would have been. And the fact that you and I get to build this together for guys who we played with now who are coaching in this league and their kid brothers and some of them, their children who are now playing in this league, that is, that just warms my heart and I see it and I'm like, dude, they're experiencing what we experienced, but they're going to do something with it. They're going to, they're going to make something of themselves from it besides just being better men because they've spent time together on the football field. And I love being a part of that. So uh, that, that'll be my parting shot for today. I've got 9,000 other things that I think about, but just piggybacking on what you just said, I think it's a beautiful league. Some of the most beautiful football I've seen played in my life got played this Sunday, and I cannot wait to see us improve on that this spring. Like, it's hard to even think we can improve on that. But we will improve on that this spring. That's uh, <clears throat> that's one of the things that just blows my mind, man. I, I, I just can't wrap my head around the fact of what just happened, and it's going to get better. I mean, it, it can right. you ma- I, I just think about, right. again, I just think about the championship game for spring and how great that is going to be compared to what we watched. And I can't even think about it being, you know, head and shoulders above it, but I expect it to be. I truly expect it to be better. And, you know, my hat's off to Kryptonite and the pit bosses, but my hat's off to every team that showed up and played in the fall. I mean, I've got love for every single team. I jokingly said my favorite team is dot, dot, dot. I'll tell you what, my favorite team is whatever teams are playing on Sunday because these guys are incredible. These young men are incredible. Um, I've had an opportunity to talk to so many of them, and we've had discussions not just about football but about life. And I'll tell you what, I love it. I love every minute of it, and I would bend over backwards for every man that has played football with us this this fall and in the spring these guys are incredible athletes they're incredible young men and i think all they need is an opportunity and i think that all of them should should thank you for you know making this happen in las vegas because this is something vegas needed true yeah and and shout out to all the coaches especially bartley and vince uh for what they brought to the table on Sunday and especially to Vince for the conversations that we've had after the game. I asked everybody to spend some time with me for an exit interview and Vince had like a thousand things that he wanted us to jump into and do and ways we can do it and access to funds and grants and all types of stuff. Like 
he's poured his heart into this the same way I poured my heart into it. And it's, it's rare to have someone jump on and put so much of himself into something like that. So I just want to give a quick shout out to my man, Vince Young for all the effort he's put into this and thinking about what we do. I, I, I know it's got him twisted right now with all the stuff that's going on on social media, but I, I, I want to send congratulations to him for helping us out. Dude, and I, I doubled down on that because I've had conversations with Vince, both with him mad and with him talking to me. And I'll tell you what, I, yeah, there's there's some stuff that goes on with him, but that dude is, is um, he wears his heart on his sleeve. And right. I appreciate that in him and his son, I got to give a shout out to his son. I had a chance to talk to the young man when we were in, uh, in Laughlin. I'll tell you what, that, that young man, I can't wait to see him play. And I told Vince that I said, man, let me know when the season starts, that young man is going to be something else. I can't wait to watch him play. Yeah, and on the other side, I, I do have to apologize for his actions as well. So it's, it's like, <laughs> we'll, we'll get it right, man. We we're all not perfect. We all have challenges. I, I, I'm I'm the first to say that I'm not perfect, and I've had my share of people who just can't get along with me because of who I am and how I get down. Thankfully, there's not very many people in this league that I have that issue with, and we'll we'll get some of the things that are challenges that we've seen corrected. And apologies to everybody that's been involved with what's happened in social media and some of the the, the drama that's happening, but. We'll get it right together. We got. If we're gonna grow this thing together. We got. We have to, you know, all come together. Put some. Put some differences aside and make it work. So, definitely. All right. Well, I've uh, stroked myself here enough. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, will you please take us out before I say something else stupid? Before I say something else stupid. <laughs> yes. So I think that that wraps up this show tonight. I am Casey Cox, the host of the show. That's Derek Duncan Double D, the division owner, the man who made all this possible in Nevada. Thank you very much. And then Chris Ver, the division manager, thank you as well for being on here. Until next time, guys, we will see you on the other side of the ball. <laughs>